the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, it's Rick Probst, husband, father, radio talk show host, pastor, biker, podcaster, beard grower, and man of faith. Faith, 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 faith. Well, sometimes. Here's a thought from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 9, talking about Abraham. Even when he reached the land of promise, he lived there by faith. Faith. Believing even though I don't see it. Hey, I believe that Jesus is Lord. I believe God. I believe in God. I know He is there. My challenge is believing that God is going to take care of me and answer my prayers in certain situations for certain things. I mean, Jesus talked about levels of faith, like small faith, great faith, Sometimes I have little bitty faith. And when it comes to growing my faith or trusting God in something, if I'm going through something, that's usually when I have this crisis of faith. And maybe it's not a crisis. It's just a reality of, hey, I thought I had more faith in this particular area to trust God to, to bring me through. Now, for some folks, this seems to be like really easy. But for me, I kind of vacillate. I kind of go up and down. I shuffle a bit. And again, it's not about believing that Jesus is Lord, that he is God. And I mean, I am a Jesus follower. It's trusting him in the challenge of life. I mean, Jesus talked about it himself. He said, don't worry about the things you're going to eat or the things you're going to wear. And that is such a monumental scripture. I mean, a story. It's so true of what man gets anxious about, things. And it's okay when everything is calm, but when the storm starts brewing, that's when the light shines on my faith. Help! (laughs) Jesus! (laughs) Just like Peter on the waves. Hey, I have no room to judge. I can't point the finger because I have my own challenges of faith. At times I'm like Tim Conway. He played the old guy shuffling in the old uh, comedy series, the old comedy show, The Carol Burnett Show. I mean, it was hysterical, but he would shuffle. And sometimes I feel like I'm shuffling. It's like this. If I'm convinced of something, then there's there's no doubt. But if I have the slightest doubt, then what comes in is, well, maybe he doesn't want to answer this for me. Maybe I've done something wrong. Maybe I've missed God. Maybe I'm asking too much because, you know, there are people in other parts of the world that I mean, they're struggling, drinking clean water or having food. I wrestle with those things. Do I deserve this? It's like this. Faith to me 
is going to the wall and flipping the light switch. I, I don't even think about it. I don't even wrestle with the fact that when I hit that switch, I mean, it's automatic. When I hit that switch, the light is going to come on. As long as someone's paid the light bill. Uh, have we paid the light bill? <laughs> but when it comes to things that are, I don't know, bigger than that. I'll give you an example. A few years back, about four years, we lost my mother to cancer. And my mother and dad were in their early 80s, and we wanted to take care of my dad. He had a house on the south side, and we decided to sell that house. And the house that we were in, uh, the four of us, the two boys and my wife Donna, it just wasn't sufficient to have another person live there. I mean, it was comfortable for us, but Dad had 60-some years of stuff that uh, we had to either sell or bring with us so that he could enjoy life, and that's what we wanted. So we started looking for houses, and this house just popped up. It wasn't even on the market. And uh, this person said, I have the house for you, uh, and they're not a real estate person. I've got this house for you. It's perfect for you. I believe that this is what you need. So we show up at this house, and this house is huge, and there's a lot of land and uh, a lot of room, and it's it's perfect, but paying for the house would <laughs> would be a challenge. So I was like, nope, I can't afford that. When everybody else around me said, yeah, yeah, this is God, I'm like, mm, I don't know. It doesn't look like it's God to me. This is, uh, this is way too much. But God did something in the midst of this personal storm, crisis, challenge. As we took the steps to get this house, it seemed like that everything just fell into place. Without boring you with the details, it was affordable. We did have to make a few adjustments, but it but it all worked out. And now being in this house four years now, I look at it, I live in it, and I'm like, I'm still in awe of what God did. But that's where my faith was. It needed to grow. I had a I had a little bit of faith, maybe, but since then my faith has has increased. Now you go back to the scripture it says that he had to have faith while he lived there in the land of promise. So not only did I have to have some type of of trust that God was going to get us into this place, but that he was going to take care of us as we lived here. David said, I am convinced that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. So to me, that's where the challenge is, in the land of the living. Okay, God answers my prayers, but according to this scripture, we continually have to grow our faith and walk in that faith, that trust that Jesus is going to take care of it. I, I have to trust God that I'm going to have a job every day and that I'm going to get paid because you have taxes and you have lights and sometimes appliances need to be replaced, roofs, etc. I mean, you know, if you own a home, you, you know. And I have found that that as Abraham had to have faith living in the land of the promise, I have to continually have to have faith that God is going to bring us through as we live in our 
land of promise. Now, your land of promise, your challenge may not be a house or paying for the taxes or the bills. or It could be our families and our friends. We are trusting God to, to come through, to, to open up their eyes or to touch their heart or even ourselves, the things we challenge, we are challenged with. We look at ourselves and go, man, I'm a piece of work. <laughs> I need help. I'm cracked. I'm a cracked pot. But we have to trust God that he is doing the work on the inside of us. And even when we don't feel it, even when we don't see it, I mean, that's where faith comes in, right? You're believing even though you don't feel it and see it. We have to trust that God is doing the work that he said he would do. He said he'd finish the work. There's a scripture. It says he'd finish the work until the day he came back. I have to trust that. It's not always easy. That's all I have. So to strengthen my faith or to grow my faith or to encourage my faith, to pump up my faith, whatever you want to call it, there are a few things that the scriptures tell us to do. David said, Lord, I remember your works. I remember your deeds. I remember what you did before. And that encourages me. Another word for encourage is pour faith into. 1989, my wife and I moved to California. We were being taken on as youth pastor and children's church pastor there and my wife was pregnant with our first son Caleb and all we had really was a box truck full of our stuff and uh, an automobile that we had just purchased because the other one was just worn out so we bought it and we drove it across country and uh, when we got there we found that the financial setup for us wasn't going to be enough to take care of us. So I immediately began to look for uh, an, another job, not only being youth pastor, but uh, also uh, doing uh, construction on the side. And uh, finally, I got a job in radio on, on the side. And I remember we, I mean, it was tight. And we had a car that we parked in an outdoor garage where people could walk by. And in that town, there were uh, a bunch of, I don't know, hooligans. <laughs> it sounds like such an old man's description a bunch of hooligans you hooligans a bunch of folks kids that were for for kicks were slashing tires and so one day i went out to the car to go to work and one of our tires was slashed and we couldn't afford a new tire so i put a put the spare on and i thought god what am i going to do and so all we really had was grocery money that we could use so I took, I think it was $67.53, and I bought one tire to replace the tire that was slashed. And so I was like, oh, well, uh, you know, we'll just have to punt. We'll figure it out as we, we go as far as, as food is concerned. Now, remember, we have a baby in the house, and uh, both of us need food. She needs food to, to nourish our son uh, as, as he grows, and I'm like, well, God, you're you're just going to have to do this. I, I don't know what to say. Well, that night, the same night that I bought the tire, we didn't tell anybody about this episode because we just didn't have time or didn't even think about it. We get this knock on the door, and it's a young lady who was in our youth group at the time. We opened the door, and she started telling us that she had been praying for us. I mean, that was sweet. That was nice. That was awesome. Um but then she said something that just really blew our mind. She said, as I was praying, I really feel like God 
gave me this number, this amount of money to give to you, and I don't understand it. This doesn't make sense to me, but I want to be obedient to God. I'm just, I don't know if this means anything, but here, here's an envelope with $67.53 in it. Well, you could have knocked us down with a feather. So when I see, and of course we all cried and we all rejoiced, she, because she heard the voice of God and she was obedient, and on the other side of it, she ministered to someone, someone that had a need. We're in awe of what God did. So specific. But it's that event some 32 years ago that shows me that God wants to come through, will come through, and we just need to trust Him. The rest of that scripture in Hebrews chapter 11 Verse 9, the B part, says, And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. So not only did Abraham have to live by faith in the land of promise, his life encouraged or poured faith into Isaac and Jacob so that they would know how to live a life of faith, a life of trust, a life of dependence on God. Yeah, it ain't easy, but it can be done, and we can do it together. Hey, it's a thought. Hey, thank you for listening to this podcast. Until next time, I'm Rick Probst, husband, father, radio talk show host, pastor, biker, podcaster, beard grower, and moth, man of faith. I'm thinking about getting a cape. Man of faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.